Hey there, my name is Maggie Olson, and today's leadership quote comes from Maya Angelou and says, uh, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Are you tasked with ordering food for your office? Let me tell you about Easy Cater. With over 100,000 restaurants to choose from nationwide and 24-7 customer support, Easy Cater helps assistants like you and me succeed at work and makes our lives easier. Visit easycater.com slash leader assistant to find out more. Hey, friends, welcome to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and welcome to episode 231. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 231, leaderassistant.com slash 231. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Maggie Olson. Uh, Maggie is the owner of Maggie Olson Consulting. Uh, She's a fractional chief of staff. And we're going to talk all about her career and her chief of staff certification program. So Maggie, first of all, welcome to the show. And what part of the world are you in? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I am in Lincoln, Nebraska. I moved here about a year ago, so I'm still getting used to it. Uh, born and raised in Seattle, Washington. Oh, Seattle to Nebraska. That is definitely a transition. What made you uh, move that uh Let's say, I guess I could say dramatic of a change. <laughs> it has been very dramatic. Uh, probably the combination of a baby and my husband's family living in Lincoln. And he's mm. a he's a hometown, small town news anchor here. So it's kind of a cool uh. place to be um, with people who love the news and where my husband grew up. So yeah, it, it's been fun being back here, but definitely an adjustment. Wow. That's great. Well, and that's not that far from Kansas City, Missouri, where I am. So right. uh, just a hop, skip and a throw away. Um, but yeah, gl- glad to have you on the show. So you're married. Uh, you said uh, a kid. Do you have hobbies, pets? Uh, what, what's something else interesting about you personally? Yeah. So just had the baby in January. So he's a little over five months old, which has been super fun. First kid, maybe the only one. So we're trying to soak that in. <laughs> um, before the baby, we had a different baby, a dog baby. <laughs> our our poor puppy doesn't get quite as much love now, but he's still very loved. Luca, little um, rat terrier chihuahua mix, very loyal, a little neurotic. Um, we have a 17-year-old cat who recently escaped and we found her and oh, wow. we're, <laughs> she's on another life now. Um, her name's Gigi. And other than that, um, love being outside, trying to figure out how to do that in this Midwest heat. But um, yeah, yeah, things things are good. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your career then. What was maybe your first job? And then how did the journey go from there to being, you know, recently chief of staff to the president of T-Mobile? Yeah. Wow. I have not reflected on my first job in a long time. (laughs) And I feel like I'm one of those people that it's like hard to think what was my first job because I was working forever. Um, First job was probably 
pretty boring working at the University of Washington. My parents, my parents are both divorced and remarried and all four of them at for many years worked at the University of Washington. Um, so I was in filing, answering phones for several of their departments um, as a kid. And then Starbucks was probably the more like real first job um, for me where I was a barista, maybe at 16-ish. Hmm. So of course, being Seattle, working at Starbucks, yep. like, you know, <laughs> typical, <basic>. right? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it though. Yeah, it was great. Um, my first foray into the world of tips. So from mm. there, I um, had a lot, many years really through kind of my young adulthood working in the food and beverage industry. Um, and we talked a little bit before the podcast started here about athletics. I was a volleyball player for a long time. I think you learn a lot of lessons playing sports that translate pretty strongly into the business world and working with people and leading people. Um and I loved working in food and beverage and talking to people every day and, you know, helping people's experience be really strong and wherever they were at. So I worked for um, some resorts, Salish Lodge, Sankadia Lodge back in Seattle, if you're, if anyone listening is local, but um, yeah, was able to get leadership experience at a really young age through managing some of those food and beverage outlets, restaurants, coffee shops, all of that. And then um Worked through some career changes. I found myself at Nordstrom in my mid-20s as a um, assistant buyer and then a buyer. I was kind of always on the planning side. So technically, technically by planning, where you kind of have a relationship with the buyer. There's a buyer and a planner that lead a department that manages a multi-million dollar budget and buys, for example, handbags. Um, and you have a team of assistants and replenishment buyers and lots of things. And you're basically running a small business um, in within Nordstrom in that way. So I had a several years doing that. Um, and then I found myself back at school. So I, I had an undergraduate degree in economics um, from Central Washington University, played volleyball there. And then I went back to school after working for a while um, to an evening MBA program at the University of Washington in their um, Foster School of Business. Um, so out of there, I'd had a lot of that early leadership experience, and I ended up connecting with T-Mobile through my, um, I guess, through some of the MBA recruiting processes. And they were looking for early career leaders who um, had aspirations of executive team. Um, I ended up joining T-Mobile in their executive rotational program that's now kind of ceased to exist after the Sprint merger. They um, restructured a few things, but... That's how I got a lot of great experience, um, you know, up to and including the transition to T-Mobile. Hmm. Wow. So had you ever heard of the role chief of staff uh, earlier in your career? And, and how did you land it with that specific title? I had not heard of the role chief of staff. And we'll get into this, but this is a big reason why I created the chief of staff certification course. If I would have learned about the chief of staff role in business school, I would have been like, perfect, done. That's what I want to do. I'd never heard about it. And the other thing, in business school, I was constantly told to specialize. What do you want to do? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Is it accounting? What kind of marketing? You know, specialize, specialize. And that just didn't feel right for me. I feel like I'm... You know, I've, I like a lot of different things. I like breadth of work and I'm good at a lot of different things. So it, I didn't, it just didn't jive with me. Um, so anyway, at T-Mobile, I ended up, um, 
managing a number of stores in the Salt Lake City area, then coming back to Seattle and um, working with the retail strategy team and launching some new stores. And then I heard through connections at T-Mobile that the executive that I um, ended up working for was looking for um, his first chief of staff. And I figured out by then through some conversations with other chiefs of staff that my skill set would probably be well suited to a chief of staff. Um, and we can talk about that later. But um, I ended up getting the job and was tasked to build out his chief of staff team. Um, and that's really my that was my exposure to the chief of staff world. Wow. So tell us about that team then. Like who was on the chief of staff team? So originally it was just me. And then um I was given the autonomy and uh, freedom and task to really build out the team and the resources for what I believed and um, the executive I was supporting believed the team needed. So that really ranged from business planning, uh, engagement. So like, what is the executive a part of? How is he showing up and talking about his business externally or talking about external things that he's involved with internally? Um, that goes hand in hand with events and communications. Then there's a big part um, that I kind of call executive project management and executive prioritization, which is, okay, you've got a million initiatives. You're going in a lot of directions as you should. You're a visionary, you know, founder type. How do we get you organized and get all of this managed um, in a digestible way? So what are your priorities? Let's map them out. Who's leading each of them? What can I support as your chief of, chief of staff and really own? And how does all this information come back to you in the business cycle, which is truly rhythm of business or business planning? So hmm. essentially to your question, I had to figure out, do we need people for all of these things? The people that we're hiring, what are their roles? What are their responsibilities? How do they work together? Which are centralized and which people maybe will work with you know, the the corporate HR team, but we'll kind of help lead certain aspects like an employee newsletter, but we have an HR side. So a lot of questions like that, that were for me really fun to problem solve and answer because I like the create and build as much as I like the execution part. Hmm. Nice. So tell us a little bit about your experience working with and alongside executive assistants and administrative assistants uh, during your career. I'm so passionate about this question. I think that it is incredibly important, and I highlight this in the Chief of Staff Certification course, to really, really value your role with your executive assistant. In many cases, that EA has worked with your leader for years and years and years. And even if they haven't, they've developed a rapport and an understanding for the leader that really no one else is going to have. Um, so the way I think about the role and the partnership is... A lot of times I think the chief of staff is going to be newer to role and the executive assistant is going to be have, have been in the role a lot longer. So I think there's a really important part to kind of beginning that relationship with a lot of respect and a lot of um, humbleness to say, hey, I'm new. I want to understand everything you know, and I'm here to support you. Let's figure out where there's overlap because there's a lot of overlap. 
<laughs> in chief of staff and executive assistant roles. And I want you to know that I'm here to help you and make your job easier. And absolutely, I want you to keep doing what you love and what you're what you're doing well. Let's, you know, keep that up. But I think there has to be like a really good transparent relationship that's all about respect. And at the end of the day, moving in the same direction um, for the better of the executive and the, you know, the business that you're supporting. Love it. Well said. So what, what about all this recent hype, if you will, on the chief of staff versus executive assistant job descriptions or... Mm you know, the career trajectory of an executive assistant and whether or not it should or could progress toward a chief of staff role. What are your thoughts on executive assistants yeah. and chiefs of staff and maybe even just simply people listening who are assistants that feel like they want to take the next level and they, for whatever reason, they believe that chief of staff is the next role. What, what's your thoughts yeah. on all that? Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus and enroll today. I'm so glad you asked. You know, my hope is that this course makes that step easier. It's it's a journey and it might be a really, really hard journey in some situations. Maybe you're aiming for a chief of staff role that is closer to an executive level. Um, but as we know, chiefs of staff um, range across a lot of different levels and I think that um, the chief of staff from an executive assistant is a really great transition to consider if it's for the right company, if it's at the right level, and all, you know it makes sense for your career. I have worked with a lot of executive assistants who want more, who want a more strategic role, who are incredible at what they do. They're driven, they're achievers. But a lot of them, and I've heard this before in my past, have been told, oh, it's super hard to get out of a support role. Good luck. <laughs> you know, why are you going into a support role if you have, you know, big aspirations? Well, I love, I love the role. I love the job. It's hard to get out of it, is what we've been told um, for those administrative or executive assistant positions. And my hope is that this course gives executive assistants the ability to self-promote better, to feel more confident, to get some of those hard skills that maybe um, you haven't gotten along the way because you've been so focused at being incredible at those detail-oriented skills that you're like, I don't have time to polish my presentation and PowerPoint skills right now. I'm hoping that this course gives executive assistants the hands-on skills practice to become good at those skills and have the confidence to walk into an interview or talk to your leader now and say, I've actually learned a lot. Let me tell you why I think I'd be a great chief of staff. Hmm. So could you give us kind of a summary of the different, you know, maybe an outline of the course and, and what's included and what an assistant ex could expect to learn? And then maybe even as a side note, you know, if you're an assistant listening and you're thinking, I don't know if I want to be a chief of staff, but I do like learning, like how that would benefit an assistant, even if they don't make that jump to 
a chief of staff? For sure. Absolutely. I think um, let's start with kind of the overview of the course. So the course is completely self-led, asynchronous. You can start and end and complete different parts of the course at any time. Um, it's laid out across six weeks or six modules, but again, you can take as much time as you want to complete it. So module one is all about deepening your understanding of the chief of staff role. You'll read a bunch of articles. You'll hear from current chiefs of staff and a, uh, an executive that a chief of staff supports, and you'll really kind of dive into the thoughts and the kind of um, vision behind how a chief of staff supports their executive. And obviously, there's a lot of ways that this can be done. So you'll see a lot of different ways that a chief of staff um, works. Module two is really about business planning and organization. So there's a ton of tools and templates and resources where you'll start to understand, okay, here's the tangible things that I would build and create in a chief of staff role to stay organized, to get my executive organized, to track things. There's a lot of templates that, by the way, you'll take with you when the course is over. Um, in addition, you'll get a ton of hands-on practice in this module. This module is packed with you know, formatting exercises, creating a brief for your executive, putting um, engagement recommendations together. There's, there's a lot more um, in this kind of second module here about business planning. Module three is all about events, communications, storytelling, pretty self-explanatory, but some of the hands-on uh, assignments include... Uh, throwing and planning an all-hands event, um, tips on storytelling and how you can do that visually and digitally, um, presenting a sales update to an investor meeting. Uh, hopefully, you're kind of getting the picture that this is a very hands-on. It's really what you don't learn in business school that's pretty valuable when you're starting a new job. Module 4 is what I was referring to earlier, strategic prioritization and executive project management. So you're going to listen to your executive talk through like five minutes of his or her priorities. And you're going to capture all of them and all the notes. And you're going to get that very organized into basically a project management template, figuring out next steps, etc. I think it's a really good exercise. Module five is about filling the gaps. So as we've alluded to and spoken to, the chief of staff role varies a lot across different industries, across different businesses, depending on the uh, leader that you support, depending on your own strengths. So this module will go into things like finance and how to approach finance in a world where you maybe have background in that type of finance, and maybe you don't. Um, it will talk about a little bit of um, employee programs. I think um, putting an employee newsletter together is a great assignment in this module. So a few more things in there. And then the final module uh, or week six is just a mock meeting with your leader where you will present an agenda for the meeting and then you'll walk through a ton of material that you've worked on already in the course uh, and kind of walk your leader through next steps and where you're at and what's coming up um, and what they need to be prepared for based on material that you already put together and then have refined for this final meeting. Um, and I'll just add you know, finally, that you'll have a touch point with me, your course instructor at the end of the course after this assignment to give you feedback on your final presentation and on your materials that you presented. Um, and besides kind of an intro meeting with me at the beginning, it's all completely self-led besides that. Hmm. That's it. Nice. Nice. So then it sounds like it would be valuable to an assistant, even if they don't want to jump into that um, role. But what, what are some 
Yeah. You know, what's some feedback you've heard from assistants or chiefs of staff or aspiring chiefs of staff as they've gone through the course? You know, the course launched on Monday and I'm excited to say, so Monday, let's see, that's about five days ago. So listeners will hear this a couple months later. So you'll have to check back. I'll I'll have live reviews on our website. We'll give you that information later. Um, But essentially I have gotten some feedback already. And one um, executive assistant today told me that it's uh, everything that top executive assistants have been looking for to help themselves promote um, that has not existed before. So I was really happy to hear that. That's my goal. I want to get the word out for executive assistants. Um, Additionally, Jeremy, I've had um, several executive assistants approach me over the last several years to help coach them into a chief of staff role. This Mm -hmm. is exactly the stuff that I would review in those coaching conversations, Um, but a lot more formalized, a lot more assignments. So I think, you know, to your question of like, what is the value if I, if I'm not quite ready for the chief of staff role, or if I, I don't know if that's my next step, I think you're going to walk away with, more polish, more professionalism, more confidence. You're going to understand the role of people that you're working with a little bit better. You're going to have a lot of hands-on experience in things that you don't do every day, but that are very, very applicable to the executive that you're supporting and to your job. Um, So I do think it'd be super valuable whether you're moving into a chief of staff role or not for the executive assistant position. Hmm. Great. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll share links and stuff in the show notes, and and we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit more here in in a minute. But what what would you say is the maybe number one biggest difference between the chief of staff role and the executive assistant role? Yeah, I mean. I think that the the number the number one difference, the biggest difference, is the kind of the bird's eye view, the scope of the of the focus of the role. So the executive assistant is focusing on a lot of complex detail-oriented things all the time, all day. Detail-oriented <laughs> scheduling and mm-hmm. um, expensing and, you know, all the things. I don't even need to, I don't know them as well as all of you. <laughs> right, right, right. And the chief of staff um, does need to be aware of those detailed things, but has a little bit more of a bird's eye view across um, some of the more general or strategic items that the executive is working on and helping basically um, move business forward in a um, kind of a larger scope way in a, you know the opposite of quite as detail oriented. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good good simple uh, explanation. Thanks for doing that. Um, <laughs> is there any, uh, is there anything that, you know, maybe, may, well, let's do two things. One, first, share us a story or um, whether it's funny or challenging, it's your time as a chief of staff where uh, you just, you just think back and you're like, I can't believe that happened. Or um, yeah, any, any specific stories you can share from your time as a chief of staff? Oh my gosh. I'm sure there were so many, <laughs> like I just thinking about it. I know there's so many thinking about which one or how right. to, it's super hard. Um, oh my goodness. I think there's an, this isn't really funny. 
(laughs) But I would say there's an ambiguity. And I think this exists in the executive assistant world too, to like what you go to, what are you a part of as a chief of staff or an executive assistant? Okay, great. There's this big executive dinner. I planned it. Mm. I'm on the invite. I put the material together. I know all these people, but am I invited? Like, Right, right. (laughs) Do I ask? Like, there's more important things that he's worried about than like, am I invited? But it's kind of like, well, should I go? What if I don't go and I'm supposed to be there? So, I mean, maybe it's kind of funny, but there is like a an awkwardness to what do you yeah. show up to? And is it even worth the executive's time to ask them? But you kind of have to. So we'll, we'll leave it with that. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think one of our board members actually you know, commented one time where, you know, I was at all the board dinners and the board meetings and I think his comment was, you know, early on, I was like, why is, why is Jeremy here? Like what, like, why is the assistant here? And then he, and then he said, um, over time, he said, I started realizing why, and now I know why, like, why wouldn't you be here? Kind of a thing, you Great. know? And yeah. so that was kind of a cool, cool <laughs> comment to hear, but yeah, I love uh, that. Awesome. Well, what's one thing that you would love to share with the assistants of the world who are listening right now? Well, hopefully you hear this enough, but maybe, maybe there's just, that's just not possible, but you know, thank you for everything you do. You do the thankless work a lot and you're incredibly valued. (laughs) We could not do what we do in the chief of staff role, in the executive role without the executive assistants. Um, And that goes with self-admittedly not knowing half of the things that you do because there's so much that you're responsible for. Um, So, you know, thank you. You're valued. And uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Awesome. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Maggie. Well, uh, what's the best place for people to reach out to you and find out, maybe say hi or find out more about the certification course? Yeah. So, um, coscertification.com, chief of staff abbreviated, coscertification.com, just to kind of learn more, read about the course. Um, You can also email us at hello at coscertification.com. I'm happy to send you the syllabus. I'm happy to um, kind of really share anything that you want to know. And then I think other than that, we are offering a launch discount for the course for a very short period of time through September 1st. um, As part of our launch, we're only doing this once. It's a $500 um, off. So if you do join by September 1st, you can use the code COS500. COS 500, and you'll get $500 off of the course fee, which is uh, $995. So it include, the course includes, I think, up to about 50 hours of content across six weeks. So if you do the math, it's actually like a very uh, affordable, value-driven um, price. But we do want to um, kind of promote this extra during the launch. So hope that you join us. Love it. And I will put all of those links, including the discount code in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 231 leaderassistant.com slash 231. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm excited to dive into the chief of staff certification content and um, also just keep in touch and hear, hear more about what you're up to over the coming days. That would be awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. It's been wonderful talking to you. um, And I hope to come back sometime. Awesome. 
please review on Apple Podcasts. Go Bullos.com.